to the Asian American Forward podcast. I'm really excited today because we are talking with a candidate for California State Assembly, Teresa Kang. Teresa, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? And Don, of course, thank you for as usual joining me and of course connecting me with our guests. <laughs> Yeah. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Katie. And hi, everyone. It's the uh, we're happy to coming back again and for the Asian American Forward podcast. Well, Teresa, you're you're in the midst of campaigning, so I want to get right to it because I'm sure you're super busy. Um, so I want to just start by giving you the opportunity to kind of introduce yourself to to our audience. You've been on Fremont City Council, and so I was also hoping you could tell us a little bit about why you've decided to run for state assembly now in California. Sure, yes, thank you so much. Yeah, so, you know, um, I, I'm a um, first-generation first immigrant from Taiwan. So actually, I was born in Hong Kong, so, you know, my, my dad went to uh, Taiwan to col for college, and that's <laughs> She, you know, he met my mom, and then uh, so I, I went to. I came to California when I was fifteen as a high school student with my sister, and um, so you know, like I think a lot of actually in Fremont, um, we have more than fifty percent of our residents are uh, were born outside of the country. So you know, we have a lot of you know, immigrants in our community. And when I first ran for city council uh, back in twenty eighteen. Um, our district um, hasn't had a city council uh, representation for 12 years before me. So, you know, like actually I, I was never like super interested in politics before, but my, my husband saw, you know, the new position opening and then he's like, hey, I think you should run. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like I, I never had the thought, you know, of running for office, but, um, you know, I, I was, um, I really feel that, you know, the community needs representation. And especially, you know, from a woman's voice and with the um, uh, first generation immigrant and I just um, are, we need our representation for, for our community, for um, the different, you know, voices that we need to have on the, on the city council. Yeah. So, you know, um, since I, since I've been elected, uh, I actually been reelected already last year. Uh, and, you know, I, I think one of, yeah, thank you. And you know, one of the things that people have people like most about me is you know the transparency and accessibility. And you know, I I think a lot of times we feel like there's a huge disconnect uh, with the government, you know, with the people. And you know, they're not like I have a um, I own a restaurant here uh, in my district locally. Mm -hmm. And you know, like the you uh, about small businesses, you need the best customer service, right, to keep your customers happy. And then, you know, I, I actually see government as, you know, like when you're serving the people, you need to have this customer service too. And then not feel like, you know, people don't, people shouldn't feel like they need to jump through hoops to get to resources that they need. And, you know, they, they need to, you know, just be, be treated, you know, well, right. And, and, you know, a lot of times they don't feel that way. And, you know, I think I'm running for assembly now because I feel like uh, especially with the pandemic, you know, going on, uh, California has a lot of urgent issues uh, that needs action right now. And we need affordable housing, we need healthcare, we need a Green New Deal and education. Um, so, you know, actually being the home of Silicon Valley and, you know, all the million dollar starter homes around us, we actually have the highest poverty rate in the country. And um, so, you know, with the pandemic, it only exacerbated 
uh, the wealth disparities. So, you know, the homeowners have a huge, you know, they're seeing a huge increase on their, you know, home values, but then the renters are um, being, you know, out of jobs and, you know, their kids are at home, you know, they've been home for the last year and a half uh, with the pandemic and, you know, they, they can't go out to work. Uh, so, you know, it's a lot going on and we, um, in our district, you know, we have, you know, some uh, communities that are needing help right now and uh, it's not being done right now. And uh, Teresa, you and I has been working for many, many years together. And I know you are the uh, dedicated Yang Gang to support Andrew. Is there have uh, any personal reason or it's a family reason or your personal experience that connect you with the support Andrew Yang to run? And uh, what's the relationship uh, uh, for the uh, currently uh, your family business and uh, any connection there and uh, to inspire you to to run for this uh, uh, new position? Sure, yeah, that, that's a great question. Actually, you know, um, so we, I actually, I was, I became part of the Yang Gang. <laughs> I, when I first heard of, you know, Andrew Yang wanted to give everyone, you know, $1,000, I'm like, what is this guy about? You know, what's he talking about? <laughs> coming from and I think that's like everyone's first question right and then you know but when I looked into his policies and then you know the why and what and then I actually you know also read his book you know um it it just uh, really put a lot of issues um uh to light you know like with automations a lot of jobs um going into obsolete and you know all the all the issues that our next generations are facing you know the obstacles they have and you know the the high cost of living in California and education too, right? They are, you know, they have like student debt in it. And it's just, you know, a lot of things that if we don't take the responsibility to, to help you know, right now, it's only going to get worse. And then, you know, our children, you know, like, and then we're going to be the ones to blame. And so, you know, I actually, you know, like I, I actually am very appreciative of, you know, of Andrew, you know, bringing all these issues um, to light. So, you know, like, I think that's what and all the Yang Gang saw um, as well. Like Andrew is really smart. And then like, like uh, it's like, wow, we have all these, you know, things that we, we need to work on right now, right? And then like the high poverty, the um, education, all the needs. And then, um, yeah, so so actually I, I went to Iowa to walk for, for Andrew, like the uh, January of, of, yeah, January of uh, 2020, yeah, so just last year, and then so, but yeah, it seems like so long ago, because the pandemic has been going on for so long, right, and then, um, so, yeah, and then, um, like, I, I was actually also a surrogate for him, um, uh, there was a women's march um, in Reno, and I was, um, like, uh, the surrogate, you know, to speak for, for him, and then to the, to the crowd, and so, you know, I, I think we, even though, you know, um, unfortunately, he he wasn't elected. You know, we we still need a lot of um, more support. But I think you know he really puts all these ideas and and, and issues um, into the people. And then you know that's why you know we got um, we got like cash relief during the pandemic. I think that's like the most you know fa the fastest way to get help to people, right? So so I think you know like like yeah, his his ideas are actually coming through. And so so yeah, so it was great. You know like. Uh, to understand all these issues and and really, really um, has motivated to run for uh, this seat as well. Yeah, and certainly as you point out, 
Um, Andrew brought up a lot of different issues in his campaign, mm-hmm. uh, you know, inequality, automation, childcare, and something else that has really brought many of these things up is the is the pandemic, as you mentioned, which is yeah. still going. So right. I'm curious, especially as someone who's both a mom and a small mm-hmm. business owner, you've probably yes. been really deeply impacted um, by the pandemic. So I'd love to hear about your plans for pandemic recovery and sort of what you think California's approach to that should be. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think, you know, we we need um, affordable housing more than ever. Right. We need um, we need health care. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, like like they get sick Like right now, you know, when you get sick with the with the covid, you know, it's actually being paid by the government. But imagine, you know, if you get um, ill during a, you know, like a regular time. Right. A lot of people actually went um, went to bankruptcy because they got ill, because they, you know, um, aren't aren't able to go to work and, and can pay their rent. Right. And then so, you know, we. Like in Taiwan, where I came from, actually, they have a universal health care. And, you know, it's it's it costs so little to go to the doctors. Right. It's so accessible. And then here, you know, drugs and, and you know, having, you know, seeing, an, you know, go to the ER is so expensive. Right. And even like going taking an ambulance. And so, you know, like I think these are probably like the top issues that that uh, we need action right now. Right. And then, you know, also like, you know, the environment we see like the the um, temperature is actually the temperature rising, like, you know, the global warming is actually worse than we thought, right? We, we just saw the reports. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and, you know, like, like if not, like, the, the youth, actually, the youth are starting to speak up, right? <laughs> they're like, they're seeing, they're like, you, you know, you adults, you know, you're not doing this for us, you're going to be blamed, you're, you're responsible. So, you know, it's actually a lot to, to think about. And, and um, you know, also, I'm actually, um, pursuing a, I'm a doctoral candidate in, at San Jose State uh, for um, education policy. So I think, you know, like child, California being the highest poverty rate in, in the nation, you know, the education is the key to exit poverty. So, you know, we really need to, um, to provide, you know, accessible education to all the kids. Actually, you know, right now, a lot of kids are not kindergarten ready even if they're eligible for a state funded program or, or federal funded um, pre- preschool, only one third, there's only one third of funding available for eligible families. That's what, you know, a lot of people don't know about. And then, you know, so we have, we only have like a 60% um, enrollment rate for preschool, which is, you know, really sad. And then, you know, especially a lot of families don't know where to get to these resources. And then, you know, like, like I said earlier, they have to like jump through hoops to get to them, right? So um, we're just not um, doing our part um, for our people. And Teresa, it's a way back to the campaign because uh, yes. uh, in, in your district, the incumbent mm-hmm. been stayed there for over 10 years. Right. And for your qualification, mm-hmm. how you can pursue your consultants that uh, you are more qualified at the new both fresh blood in the politics and mm-hmm. the new force to represent the people in your district or it's around the country. You know, it's a 80 to 90% the election incumbent mm-hmm. always win. Sure. But I pers- personally think that the trend is going to change in 2022 or is uh, 2024. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, uh, if you give some uh, uh, briefing of your confidence and uh, convert this confidence to the uh, your voters, what's the message you can 
telling your voters that you are more qualified to be the new representative in your district? Sure, yes. Yeah, so, you know, I think I'm a small business owner and, you know, being a mom and a small business owner, I'm actually also a wife of a veteran. So um, my husband served in the in the Persian Gulf War. So actually, you know, I think I think we need a person that brings balanced policies, right? So, you know, like you have to, you know, understand where the you know budget where the money's coming from but you also you know you need to we need the the income but we also need you know accessibility for the people right so it's kind of like i think a lot of times you know like people think that oh you're too left or you're too right but you know we need actually we need you know a lot of bipartisan supports for a lot of our policies otherwise we're not going anywhere right so you know like i think i understand from both sides and um, I have the you know background um, for education policies. And I really think that you know like right now we need more voices of of a women of immigrant to represent our community in our district. Actually, you know we have more than fifty percent um, are immigrants, right? And then you know especially in in the Hayward like area, we have a lot of underserved uh, communities um, needing help. So I think, you know, those needs are not being met right now. He's not fighting for our people. And yeah, so I think, you know, we, we can't wait another two years when he's terming out and, uh, and yeah, they needs to be done right now. Teresa, I'm also really curious as someone who clearly has such a passion for so many different issues and also with you carrying so many identities as an immigrant, a mom, a wife of a veteran, um, like all of these things. How do you prioritize all of those issues? So maybe like as a hypothetical, let's say you get elected to California Assembly. What's happening for you on day one when you take office? Yeah, so, you know, day one, I think we really need to, um, I think I think first we need to work on housing, right? We are building, you know, all these like new condos that are, you know, million dollars up for two bedrooms, right? But, but you know, we, we need to provide housing for our working class families, right? So, you know, right now, you know, a lot of cities are not building affordable, affordable housing like on site um, in their projects. So, you know, like where we need to like make sure that those are being built and, and families are not gonna, you know, like be without a roof, right? So, you know, like that and, and healthcare, I think that those are definitely um, the two top priorities that we need to work on. Yeah, uh, Teresa, back to the your personal experience on the small business. That part is uh, very, very important, especially for the restaurant yes. and also uh, for the entire California. It's an all Asian or Chinese restaurant. A lot of immigrants, they don't know English very well. They yeah. don't know how to apply for the aid from government, both from state level and the federal level. Do I have a particular uh, suggestion or connection or is there any uh, myself to help uh, uh, minority restaurant owners and the small business owners if you are elected. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I think we definitely need um, to help all these mom and pop shops that that are, you know, like closing their doors uh, in the last year and a half. It's really, you know, heartbreaking to see, like, I think we have more than 50% of uh, restaurant closures in the last year. And uh, we have a lot of, actually, I, I was a witness uh, for one of the bills um, last month that passed in the assembly that um, are like kind of like putting more uh, regulations on how much the pla the delivery platforms could, could charge because a lot of they have, you know, a lot of hidden charges and 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 uh, after these all these charges, they're not making any profits. So, you know, we 
and and you know especially you know with the uh, help for recovery after the pandemic you know we need like more support we need a uh, multilingual uh, support we need staff uh, to reach out to these restaurants and I think uh, more importantly because I'm like I'm a marketing person. I think in a lot of times, you know, people don't know that you where you are. People don't know that you're open and what you're offering. Like a lot of people, you know, are still working from home. And I think there's actually a, a market that is still, you know, being need to be tapped. Like, you know, people don't want to cook three meals a day, right? So, you know, they're like, they need to be helped. Like, oh, like, like you know, work on your website, make your, you know, make it easier to work, uh, to order on your website. And so you don't need to, you know, go through the third parties, right? So I think, you know, there's, like actually I've been working with our Chamber of Commerce, you know, um, ask them to like provide more marketing assistance to our local restaurants. And I think that's that's like more help than like, you can give them like, like you know, a couple thousands here and there and, and just goes away so fast. But if you help them, you know, to how to market their their restaurants, you know, how to make it like look nice and, and presentable, take nice pictures. I think that that goes a long way. Yeah, that's cer- certainly like, you know, the, the saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat right. a meal and give a man, teach a man to fish and he'll what is it, yeah. eat, eat for life. Absolutely. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. 